This is Reverend Kirk Lawton, minister at Ocean Lakes Family Campground, and this is our podcast. Our prayer is that this message may enrich your life as you find God especially meaningful to you. Thank you for worshiping with us. Dr. S.D. Gordon, a minister and author of a number of books on the Christian life, used to go out in the mornings and the afternoons and take long walks. A friend once noticed that as Mr. Gordon walked, he always had one arm out from his body. And then after walking the distance he wanted to walk, he would turn and walk back to his residence. And as he turned, his other arm was moved out from his body. Since this procedure was practically always followed, he was asked one day the reason for such behavior. The man seemed surprised at the question. He said, you know, I was not aware of that gesture. You see, whenever I go out for a walk, I just extend my arm and the Lord links his arm in mine and we fall in step and walk together. And then when I have walked the dis distance desired, we turn, the two of us, and the Lord links his arm in mine again. I never walk alone. The Lord Jesus always walks with me. That story reminds me of a story from the Bible. In the book of Genesis, we're told about a man whose life was such a perfect example to others that one day the Lord just simply took him to himself. <coughs> this was a man about whom we know comparatively little. But that little that we do know says a great deal. The main biography of this man, whose name was Enoch, is found in Genesis 5, verse 24. simply says this, Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Enoch was 365 years old at the time. By the way, you know the name of his son, perhaps, Methuselah, who lived 969 years. Many words have been written in praise of famous men, but I think the biography of Enoch surpasses them all. In life, we all have trials that will come, but you'll never walk alone when you walk with God. This morning, I want us to consider some of the circumstances which accompany this walk with God. First of all, it seems quite obvious to me that if we walk with God, this walk has movement. Life with God is never static, staying in the same place all the time. No two days are intended to be exactly alike. Life with God means progress. There's no need to think that if we cast our lot with God, then our life is going to be complacent, repose, and quiet green meadows all the time. Well, yes, it is true that when God is our shepherd, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures and leadeth me beside the still waters, as that beautiful shepherd psalm, the 23rd psalm says. But life with God also involves his preparing a table before me in the presence of mine enemies, <clears throat> and even sometimes walking through the valley of the shadow of death. <clears throat> Booker T. Washington, that great African-American educator, used to tell the story of a young fellow of his own race who went to church one Sunday and announced to the congregation, 
the sun is so hot, the cotton is so grassy, and my back is so tired, I do believe to my soul I've done been called to preach. <laughs> now, of course, this is not always the true feeling of those of his race. We have some spirituals also that tell quite a different story. Uh, you know some of these. You can't go to heaven in a rocking chair because the Lord don't allow no lazy folks there. And there's another spiritual that says, my soul is so happy I can't sit down. If we're going to walk with the Lord, we're going to have to be aroused from our lethargy, our indifference, and stand up, stand up for Jesus, ye soldiers of the cross. Lift high his royal banner. It must not suffer loss. We sang that earlier in our service today. Perhaps there's another verse from Isaiah that may come to your mind in seeming contrast to all this. <clears throat> Isaiah says, in quietness and confidence shall be your strength. There's another verse says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. How true these verses are too. Times of quietness are certainly important and necessary, but what are they for? They are to renew our strength. What is the purpose of waiting on, upon the Lord? It's so we'll be prepared for what is to come. Flying, running, and walking. Flying, we mount up with wings as eagles. Running, run and not be weary. And walking, walk and not faint. When Jesus said, follow me, this implies that he is right there, walking alongside us. He walks with us. And when he does walk with us, there's going to be movement, not just staying in the same place. We love that old hymn. It says, and he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he tells me I am his own. But walking with God also has another thing. That is purpose. God has a great plan for every life. He has a purpose for your coming into this world. Nobody is here by accident, not in God's sight. Maybe humanly speaking it might be, but in God's sight, nobody is here by accident. When you walk with God, you find that your life has an increasing sense of meaning to it, and it unfolds daily as to what your purpose is. Even when you've reached senior years in your life, God still has a purpose for you. If he did not, he'd call you on to heaven to be with him. That is, if you are a believer in his son, Jesus Christ. And if you're not, then his waiting may well be a sign of his mercy, giving you, giving you more opportunity to find life in him. Have you ever considered that you're living today between two great periods of time? One of these is yesterday, the past. The other is tomorrow, the future. For the person who walks with God, the future is always brighter than the past. The past is dirty, sordid with sin, and wrong living in many ways. The future has not yet been unfolded, but you do know that God is right now controlling that future. He's molding it and shaping it in accordance with his divine plan. And God is likewise molding and shaping us for that future. 
Oh, yes, he does give us freedom to go astray from his great plan for us. But when we walk with him, we can rest assured he will make all the parts of our life fit together, both the good and the bad. You may have seen the sign that's found on some church outdoor bulletin boards. It says, don't fear the future. God is already there. A small child in a school may see no need whatsoever for learning by memory the multiplication tables. What can that old teacher be making me learn eight times nine is 72 for? But then as that child grows older, he finds out that life is filled with occasions when the multiplication tables come in handy. And that's even if you have a cell phone that can give you the answer quickly. Now, we may not be able to see the future any better than a child can see the need for the multiplication tables. But God can see our future even better than a teacher sees the need for teaching a child properly. And this brings to mind once again the truth that in all things, God is working for the good to those who are called by his name, those who are his children by faith in his son Jesus. That's Romans 8.28. Yes, walking with God gives our life purpose, direction. But there's one other characteristic of what it's like to walk with God. This is, it is noticeable to other people. The person who truly walks with God cannot hide his walking companion any more than the one who does not walk with God can hide that fact. Enoch and God were always walking together. And when Enoch turned up missing one day, his friends may well have said, well, we don't know just where Enoch is, but wherever he is, he's with God. You find one and you'll find the other. There's a very beautiful story of a little girl who, when she was asked to tell the story of Enoch, said, it was this way. Enoch and God used to take long walks together. They enjoyed the walks. They were always sorry when the walks were over and they had to separate. Well, one day, said the little girl, they walked longer and farther than usual. The sun was almost down, and so God said, Enoch, you know, it's late, and we are nearer to my house than to yours. Why don't you just come on home with me? Enoch said he would like that, and so he went home with God. Beautiful story from a young girl. A young lawyer once had a very difficult time getting established in business. For him, the quickest and the surest way to success was to win the favor of a man who was a giant in the financial world many years ago. Baron Rothschild was known as the wealthiest and most influential man of his day in the world of business and finance. In desperation, one day the young man barged past the line of secretaries and threw himself into the presence of this old man, Baron Rothschild. The young man poured out his heart to the Baron as the old man listened to him very patiently. The young man's story somehow touched Rothschild's heart. So putting his arm around the young man's shoulder, he walked with him out of the office. Together in step, as they talked, they walked the entire length of the stock exchange 
and then back to the office. Every eye followed their progress. Back at the Baron's office door, they shook hands, and the young man was sent on his way. Was this young man disappointed? He had received no letter of recommendation, no job offer, only a stroll in the stock exchange. But back in the office of the young lawyer, there was a call for his services, and then another, and then another. And soon there was sufficient business for months, and more and more business came. Why all this? People had seen him walking with the prince of merchants and bankers. That was enough recommendation. This young man had to be dependable, trustworthy, capable, or Baron Rothschild would not have walked with him. Yes, when we walk with the Lord, others can see it. Not so much with our words always, as with our lives. <clears throat> There's an unforgettable scene in the great drama, Green Pastures, when the children of Israel are about to enter the promised land. You remember Moses is not allowed to lead the people because of his anger and forgetfulness to honor God. The task of leading the people now becomes Joshua's task. And Moses must remain on the east side of the Jordan River. He cannot cross over into the land of Canaan, the promised land. And so as the people march off to their long-awaited reward, the promised land, Moses is left alone in this great drama. But that's just for a moment he's left alone. And then God appears on the stage. And God says he has a land waiting for Moses that is a thousand times better than anything Canaan has to offer. And the thrilling sight in this great drama is that of God and Moses walking up Nebo's heights together, going to an even greater place, another land that was promised. Oh, what joy awaits all those who have trusted in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. It's great when we can walk with God. Sometimes we have other ideas. We want to go in another direction. George MacDonald put it so well in his poem. I said, let me walk in the fields. He said, no, walk in the town. I said, there are no flowers there. He said, no flowers, but a crown. I said, but the skies are black. There's nothing but noise and din. And he wept as he sent me back. There's more, he said. There is sin. I said, but the air is thick and fogs are veiling the sun. He answered, yet souls are sick and souls in the dark undone. I said, I shall miss the light and friends will miss me, they say. He answered, choose tonight if I am to miss you or they. I pleaded for time to be given. He said, is it hard to decide? It will not seem hard in heaven to have followed the steps of your guide. I cast one look at the fields and then set my face to the town. He said, my child, do you yield? Will you leave the flowers for the crown? Then into his hand went mine, and into my heart came he. Now I walk in a light divine, the path I had feared to see.
Yes, when God walks with you, with me, we have the assurance from God's holy word, the Bible, that we'll never walk alone. Oh God, thank you for that precious promise. We know there are clouds, there are storms all about us, not only literally, but figuratively. Our lives are not always easy, but when we have the assurance of knowing that we walk with you, then all is well. Thank you, O oh God, for your presence and for the Holy Spirit who is with us day by day. All this we pray in his wonderful name. Amen.